Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me and Hughes. In this episode, I am joined by Karis Knight for, oh my God, an amazing conversation. I've rarely met somebody with so much energy on the podcast and my life, perhaps. What a fantastic conversation we are having about art and about the fact life is dark enough, so we must add the colour ourselves. Enjoy this because it is a sublime conversation. Karis, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. I know, I'm, I feel as if we're, we're lucky we've met, Karis. Tell us a wee bit about you. So, my name is Karis, but actually it's my artist name, I go by KYK. And I'm an artist. That is what I live, breathe, doing. So whenever I talk about myself, that just is a part of me. Um, And it's just the way that I express myself. My background before I started getting into that was in occupational therapy. I grew up in Glasgow my whole life and I've been away travelling to different places. But when I was doing occupational therapy, I then decided, you know what, this isn't for me. I can't get to know people well enough. I can't connect to an individual when I'm in a uniform and they're not. (laughs) So I was like, I want to create a way to be empowering people, but not through that cliche way of, oh, I'm going to empower you, but more just give people a space to share their voice and have conversations, like just in such a similar way that you do, (laughs) Uh to just create a space for people to express themselves and to talk about themselves. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) I feel as if we're a wee bit kindred spirits because you use your art and I use my podcast and it's all about how we can empower women. So I'm loving this conversation already, I have (laughs) to say. So Karis, tell me, what do you know for sure? I think for me, what I know for sure is, so my motto, what I go by is, life is dark enough, adds colour. So that to me means that I know for sure we're going to go through really tricky times we're going to go through dark times we're going to go through times that are really really hard and really really challenging but for me and my life and the people around me what I've seen the best way to deal with knowing that is looking in all the ways that we can add color like even like for you yourself with your story like where you've came from of what you've been through and you've taken that really dark time and used it in such a way to add so much color not only to your life but to so many other people's lives. And that is that is literally the definition of life is dark enough, add colour. So I know for sure we're going to go through darkness, but that mindset and the like optimistic attitude to look for the colour in situations and also in ourselves to be able to love the darkness and the colour within ourselves is what I know for sure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And how long? Because you're pretty young I'm thinking as we're sitting yeah, here five. <laughs> so how long do you think you've known that where did it come from Karis I've always been really optimistic I think that came from my mum my mum and dad are quite creative but to be honest I've been in a lot of well two quite toxic relationships but it wasn't to do with the person it was to do with myself and not loving myself and not knowing myself and when I came out of that I discovered my art and when I discovered my art and being struck with a bank canvas and painting all these amazing women and all these 
beautiful people. I was like, I can't be a hypocrite and be doing all these exhibitions, voice of women. It's my vow to give women a voice when I don't love myself. I can't see my value and my colour in myself. And I'm looking outward to other people for validation. Is I just had that realisation one day. And then that's when I came up with that saying, life's dark enough, bad colour. And I seen my darkness and I seen what was taking me into that space. So I think I started painting when I was 23. So two years ago, and I think that's when I really, like, that became so clear to me. But before that, it was very much just trying to find myself in this world of having to go to uni or turning up in school and being like, no, actually, like, who am I for me instead of what my school's telling me to be, what uni's telling me to be, family, society. So, yeah, the last two years. And I love that. And, you know, I feel as if I've said this in quite a few podcasts recently, (laughs) but... If there was ever anything that comes through in all these podcasts, because when I started this over two years ago, I didn't know if we would end up with just a few things that we all know for sure. Now, everything everybody says is pretty different. There's some similar themes, but it's all different. There's been no no two that have been the same, which is obvious because there's no two women that are the same. So, you know, it's obvious that it would be. But what does come through, especially from women in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s, is I wish I knew then what I know now. I wish I didn't, like, I could have had this confidence because what would I have been like in my 20s? Yeah, and here we've wow. got you sitting here at 25 having already <laughs> realised that. So wow. where do you think the push and the optimise you've told us physically you were just like you had been in some toxic relationships you moved through them you had to discover your art and you had to but where do you think the actual you know the kindling of that fire where do you think it started Karis? I always remember to be honest when I was a kid like my mum and dad are both in the film industry so I was always having like people adults that are having very like adult conversation about life or going to set with my mum and being around that environment and I don't know why when you asked me that question this came into my head but there was one time that I was free and this director came around to my house and was trying to give me cheek and I was not having it and I pulled this chair up and I stood on a chair to look him dead in the eyes to be like who do you think you're talking to in my house (laughs) Like, you're in my house. I don't care who you are if you're a big director from whatever it is. Like, don't be talking down to me. So I guess my mum my and dad always encouraged that in me to be myself, to be a free spirit, to hold my own, I guess. So they encouraged that. But I guess when you start going into your teens, you forget a little bit more and then you get distracted by everything else. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that answers your question or not, no, but that was just, the thing that came into my head. That was my attitude when I was uh-huh. little. <laughs> it's just intriguing, isn't it? That you can be there in your 20s and have that real sense of self because I think that as women, as people probably, yeah. it can take a long time to get to that. And so it's fascinating because, yeah. you know, when I speak to other women and they're saying, imagine I had known this when I was younger. Yeah. And so I've always been pretty confident. But, oh, my God, if I could have bottled what I've got and see when I see old pictures of myself and I think, I've got you. I wish she knew who I was going to be and that I would get her. But then she got me here as well. Do you know that? Yeah, it's that journey, I Uh guess. And to be honest, my kind of values is I think it's something much bigger than me, like guiding me to be. And I think being a younger woman... I also teach teen yoga, so I think for me, it was always going to be on my path. Like, I feel that so much in my heart that 
as a younger woman to inspire and be around other like younger women to be like and to be in that world of social media and be like this is not your value your value is not on how you look we're souls like we're light beings and what actually makes you feel warm and nice and inside it's love and it's caring and I've been going into schools actually and I was doing these paintings in schools like school kids and and I went in and I was said to them like life's dark enough I'd colour what does that and obviously for a, like someone in primary one in primary two it's you know like that that not that darkness is those things when someone makes us sad and makes us cry and and then as the older kids it's like guys you're bullying each other and you're calling each other faggots what is this grow up uh-huh. you're adult you're becoming you don't, we don't need that let's focus on the nice things but also to see them because there's a reason they're projecting that pain and I think to stand there when I walked in there as this cool artist the kids are all like oh my god this is so cool whereas the teachers are trying to tell the kids stop picking on each other but it's so much cooler for them looking at themselves like I can't tell you how to be but have a look at yourself do you like how that makes you feel when you're putting those comments onto someone else and where is that coming from within you like we're not teaching kids to do that and reflecting ourselves. we're just telling them off but not actually looking at the root of where it's coming from so I'm kind of glad that I feel that within me now so I can connect with like younger kids and kids in this really cool way through paint and colour and it's so engaging so I feel as if it's much bigger than me Uh (laughs) and as soon as I I saw you you've got some beautiful paintings behind you that you I didn't know they were yours and you told me they were (laughs) so and you've pointed to them a few times so because nobody can see this I know I know tell us about your art tell us a wee bit about your art so I've got mixed ethnicity, even though I appear pure white. I've got mixed ethnicity. So the the experience that my nana has been through and my cousins and my aunties and uncles being black is really different to my experience. So that was so crazy to me as a concept of like, these people are experiencing life so differently to me just because of how we look, but we've got the same blood, we've got the same DNA. So I was like, I want to capture a way for us to have a conversation about all things if it's to do with women versus men which by the way I don't even think is a thing I actually think the battle on feminism is actually about women battling with themselves <laughs> and it's mm. such a sensitive thing because we're not sending love to ourselves knowing what that looks like then when a man comes and like actually triggers those things because we don't know how to hold our space but that's a whole other topic <laughs> And also then for someone that is disabled or like is then this weird battle between ableism and it's like actually or if it's race. For me, it's like we all just want to be seen as individual because no one that's black is the same. No one that's disabled is the same. No woman's the same. Something that's offensive to one woman isn't necessarily offensive to another. So I wanted to keep the face in to have the identity of that person and that individual. And then the top half is so abstract. And when you look closer, there's loads of little hidden images in it that are things that bring value to that woman so if someone's been through something it's something that that doesn't define that woman that something they've been through what defines them is their bravery and even though they were so vulnerable and so scared they showed up and they're here today like that's what defines us not the the things and our weaknesses it's what's got us here those like within those spaces so that's what the the essence of the art's about and each woman writes their life story to go with each piece so when I exhibit there's like a QR code that you can scan to read the women's stories because we've all got a story which is how you're here doing 140 amazing podcasts because everyone's got something to say we've all got something to teach each other because we're all living different lives and different experiences and we can bring that together and see ourselves in one another 
that to me is such a beautiful thing instead of trying to put us all in these different boxes in society and be like actually what is bringing us together like you can focus on oh, i take sugar in my tea and you take milk or you can focus on the fact we're both drinking tea like exactly <laughs> Exactly. I'll, I often say there's more that unites us than divides us. And I think exactly, that in most yeah. things, you know, and I think it's it feels like good because I think so often society today talks about young people and how, oh, my God, we're leaving the future to these young people. And yeah. then I meet some young people and obviously I've got, <laughs> I've got teenage daughters as well. And, yeah. and then I meet you and I think, oh, no, our future is amazing, actually. I love yeah. what you're saying about inside because I believe that I live life from the inside out so what happens externally it's what I feel and think about that and the internal narrative that I've got that's going to dictate how I feel about what's happening externally it's never what's happening externally it's always how I'm reacting to it and so I very much live my life from the inside out and you know when I when I was unwell and I really, I couldn't speak oh, for a while and um, couldn't do anything for myself for a while. And as soon as I sort of understood what had happened to me, I was like, mm, this internal dialogue is the only two-way conversation I'm having now. I had a lot of people around me, so I had a lot of love around me, but that was the only wow. place I was having a two-way dialogue. Wow. And it became so super kind. And I believe it was a change maker in my recovery. And now I am always pretty much, I would say, ninety percent of the time, I have a very good internal voice. I don't, wow. give, I don't say, "Oh, you're looking fat. You should have washed your hair." Yeah, oh my god, look at things. that! I don't do that to myself. I just don't go there. And it's to anyone else. And it's changed my life. And I try to tell women that as often as I can yeah. as well. That's the thing I've got complete control over. It doesn't matter what's happening outside. Yeah, Does not that- matter. And that's such a, that is such a, I've never thought of something like that before, what that must be like when the only person you can actually speak to is yourself. And taking that as a woman in these conversations that I'm trying to have with my art about how we're this and we're that and trying to give women a voice. But when you can then only actually speak to yourself and have that realisation in that moment, that's such a profound, like, it was very profound and it was it was almost like all my years of doing, I've been into personal development stuff since I was a teenager really, so at 30 years of doing all that stuff and I was a bit like, that's that all brought me to this moment and now I've got the power. And so yeah. I was very, very clear on that. Yeah. So I suppose, I feel as if you're already there though. So it didn't take, it didn't take everything that it took for me to get there. Yeah, you're already like, there and how does that feel therefore when you look to the future I just feel like and I think I can see the same in you when you've got that feeling and that realization of actually I'm now okay in myself and I can love myself and it's such a it's such a nice feeling initially and then you look out to the pain in the world and the pain in the women and you just want to like like shake them really hard and and all people because I'm I'm moving on to a men's collection next but for me I was I chose to do it as a woman because it's the biggest box that I could relate to and the biggest experience in society that I could put a label on so I guess it's just that thing of to be able and why I started this whole vow project the voice of women project was to be like guys we're all beautiful to then exhibit and hold a space to be able to be like look at all the colour in this room like and to change the way that people see themselves so that's kind of the way that it makes me feel I'm so energised to just 
be a mirror to people because I can't tell someone how to feel about themselves. I've not lived through your experience. I've not lived through the majority of experiences that each one of these women have lived, but there's things that I can relate to in the way that when you're saying that, that internal voice, like I do a lot of yoga and I do a lot of meditation and over, over a long period of time, like I looked at the way I was speaking to myself and I've got people around me now that hold me accountable when I say negative things about nice. myself. So instead of saying, oh, I'm terrible at that, I'm like, oh, I'm really good at being late or I'm really good at like not showing. And to then just change that thing of you can then say it with a smile on your face and be like, oh, I'm so sorry and apologising for your whole existence. So it makes me just feel so optimistic and so like, that that change is possible and when you can be that light and be at that frequency to be having those conversations in every day of those of your life and sending those ripples out to people and individuals your daily experience then just becomes something really beautiful mm-hmm. instead of the opposite of that <laughs> and you know I'm sitting and I'm looking behind you to the two pictures that, that you've got up that are just like stunning honestly people you just need to google you need, you definitely need to be googling Karis Knight and I'm thinking about all the labels that women put on themselves all the time so so I would uh, and even in recent years right so I've tried to be less labely but I would label myself as a feminist as a socialist as working class, as a hippie. And so then I was trying to put all four, all four of them into when anybody asked me what I did. And then one day I started laughing at myself and thinking, this is so ridiculous. Just tell people you're on. See what I was literally just thinking that when you were saying like, you're just, I was literally thinking that in my head. I was like, you are just you. Uh-huh. That's it. I am on. Like, and then keep, I, I, we do feel that really, that, that pressure to go, oh, I'm this and this and this and this and this is who I am. But actually, like, by just showing up who you are, you then allow that person to see who you are as they get to know you more. And if they can't see who you are, then get them so far to France out of your, like, uh-huh. circle that they're not impacting your energy and your life and your your space. Because our space and our time is so precious. And the people that we have around us, if you're... Because I noticed when I was in school, the conversations we'd be having all the time were so negative. I was on the train the other day and I, I was... I, I, I actually had to bite my tongue. I was thinking, should I say something or should I not? But there were these seven-year-old girls, they were 12... And they were having a conversation about comparing their eye bags, the bags underneath their eyes. And I'm like, oh, my goodness me. That's the people that these kids are surrounding themselves with. And for me, if I had a child, I'd be like, listen to the people and the conversations you're having, because that will be their that their whole day would have been conversations like that. And and that doesn't change. That doesn't change as we become adults, as we're working in offices, as we're around such negative conversations all the time and we're not aware of it we're just going through our daily routine we're thinking about what we're going to have for lunch or what we're going to be making for dinner when we go home we're not present in the present moment to be noticing how we're talking to ourselves but also I think it's easier to start with the conversations you're having outwardly and how you're feeling when you're around someone you know if you when you leave someone you're like actually I don't feel very good and then ask yourself well should I be going out with them or being around them and having conversations with them definitely yeah. <laughs> so, so if anybody does want to find your paintings, where can they go and look at them, Karis? So I'm on Instagram as kyk underscore artist. I've got a website which is kyk artist, and then on Facebook and Twitter as well, it's just kyk artist. 
K-Y-K-R is, which is my full name. So my full name is Karis Eves Knight with a Y, which is K-Y-K. It's just Aww. easier to remember. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Karis. I feel as if you know the future's so bright it burns my eyes when I talk to you. So I'm excited <laughs> to watch what you do next. Thank you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.